Hi, I'm Eddie Saunders of the New Jersey Connection, and you're listening to Wimbo and Naturally Legally Drive Time Show on AllFlavorsRadio.com. Keep it locked right here, and don't touch that dial. Peace. They said I changed. Maybe they were just jealous because they didn't change. A pleasant, pleasant good evening to you out there in all flavours land. How are you all doing? I am Wimbo77. And I'm Naturally Lily. Good evening, everyone. Good, good, good evening. And I feel very tired today. But guess what? It's show number 52. Officially, well, <laughs> next week we'll make it officially. Yes, yeah. next week we'll make it officially one year that we've been on allflavorsradio.com. Uh, thank you so much, George, for giving us the opportunity. And thank you all of you um, listeners out there that have um, continually supported us throughout this year. Our first year of broadcasting to the world, to the tuning crew, to the chatroom crew, and all you silent listeners too. So we are really, really thankful that we have reached this milestone. Um, Lily, how was your day? Very, very busy. Very busy? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Had a lot of um, (laughs) meetings this afternoon. Meetings? Yeah. Yeah, I know what it's like going into meetings. Were they like in um, face-to-face or were they No, no, no. Everything's virtual? on Teams now. Everything's on Teams. Oh. Well, most of it was on Teams and then there was a lot of um, our manager running in the office and tri- can I clarify this? Leaving, coming back. Can I clarify this? Oh, wow. <laughs> a lot of back and forth today. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, your mind, is it is it ready? Um able to progress with the evening because I'll be going to the gym later as well right? yes we are oh, going to the gym oh, later no, <laughs> okay yeah so it's, it's good must. to it's good to work out it's good to work out right yeah it's needed yes it sure surely is surely is so today that we have lots on and um well I think we'll start off with our national day today because I found it quite an interesting one but first of to say that we are running a competition tonight and we are also going to give you the question for the evening. There was a couple of questions that really come out of uh, the scheduling. Mm-hmm. And the first question was, how can we as citizens curb corruption and crime when it comes to modern day slavery? As well as how many lies has Boris Johnson told? <laughs> <laughs> You need more than yeah. need more than two hands, right? Yeah. So those are the questions that we are going to be looking at and shouting out Charlie Muir, DJ Slim, and um, Mark Philogene. Great shows, great shows last night, Mark Philogene, and great shows from the DJs over the start end as well. Uh, we will be giving you a shout very very soon. So the national day today, I thought this. Oh, what's this? And it's take your pants for a walk day. Interesting. Yes. Celebrated on the 27th of July. It's a fun national day that simply focuses on taking a short walk anytime during the day. Okay, so taking a short walk. Yes. Anytime during the day. So you you can't use a treadmill. It doesn't count. You have to physically go outside and take a walk. Um, To celebrate the day, put your pants... Put on your pants. I read that so wrong. (laughs) I read that as put your pants on your head. 
my day. Put on your pants and head out. For example, take your pants for a walk. Mm. Or i.e. take your pants for a walk. So think of some fun walking activities. Gather your friends, taking a relaxing stroll. It's nice to walk along with friends, isn't it? Yeah, and just chat and Mm. catch up and reminisce. And remembering that there's no adverse effects to walking. No. So we'll definitely feel wonderful after having a a good walk. Mm. So the history of Take Your Pants for Walk Day, what's the history behind it, Leish? So with technological advancements, the act of walking has been reduced greatly. Obviously, walking has been a great part of our lives, um, but technological advancements has impacted it a little bit Mm. people may not realize it yet but avoiding to walk can actually harm the body according to the center of centers for disease control and prevention adults with diabetes need to walk two or more hours a week to lower their mortality rate but apart from the physical health benefits walking also has numerous benefits for the mind Mm. as shared by henry davis Thoreau, or Thoreau who was searching for solitude, walking in the wild can do wonders for the soul. In 1861, he actively promoted the philosophy of pedestrianism and stated that every walk is a sort of crusade. Uh, That's so true. Yeah, I totally am in agreement with that Mm. because I, we walk a lot. I think we walk quite a lot. we do. And even when we're going out, I mean, (laughs) I tried going shopping without the car today. Um, I, That's a crazy idea. Yeah, with the girls as well. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> and no. that buggy had to, Jayla had to come out of the buggy so that she could walk because it was just too much. Yeah. It was too much. Uh, however, generally, we will walk down the lane mm. either way. Like we said, we went on the wetlands walk and so forth. And I'm a lover of nature gives you time to muse doesn't it when mm. we go for a walk lots of great ideas are born i think out of walking yeah and just and even um walking on your own you've got time to think clear your head mm. just walk yes maybe yeah. you don't want to walk and think maybe you just want to focus on the cars driving past or mm. be a, a people watch i like people watching yeah. so as i walk i people watch and the thing is when you walk i mean you do spend a bit more money yeah, because you end up stopping and seeing shops and stuff. But that's if you're sort of going on the high roads and on the street, yeah. walking on the street. Whereas, like, when you're walking, you, you're focused. Yeah. I love, I, love, I love going for a nice long stroll. And it's so funny you say you, you end up spending more money. So on uh, Saturday, we and um, Jay was out doing some stuff. And I was in one shop sorting mm. out some stock. And then he was had gone up the road so I've left now finished doing what I needed to do when we're going to meet in the middle and I stopped at the shops Mm. because I wanted a drink I thought oh yeah I'll get him a drink as well after once one so I picked us up both a drink we met in the middle we had both done exactly the same thing both stopped at a shop wanted a drink oh I get the other person a drink as well Well, and we're thinking of each other that's nice isn't it I think as well when you're walking you see a lot more Yes. You've got time to, like, uh, take then pictures. Then when you drive, yeah. yeah. I took some pictures of uh, uh, just the blackberries were coming out. And mm. I, I also got to eat some of the blackberries as well. So that's that's nice. a nice treat. As well as, you know, that for my products, my skincare range, that I 
put a lot of natural things mm. within the skin crate. So I go out there sort of walking into the meadow mm. and gleaning in the meadow. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah, it's lovely. So you see so much more when you're walking, don't you? You really do. Yeah, it says it's also important to note that walking was not solely beneficial for physical and mental health, but it's also been used throughout history to promote certain causes. For instance, in 2017, a woman's march was organised in Washington. The same year in April, the March for Science took place. Walks have also taken place to prevent war, injustices imposed on mankind. We spoke about that, didn't we? The Freedom March mm. um, with um, Martin Luther King. Yeah, from Selma. Yeah, Selma from, was it? where was it from? Selma, Alabama. Yeah, all the way to Washington, was it? I don't know where they walked to, I just know that it was called Selma. <laughs> Yeah, but that was a... It was, it was a, a long walk. Was it 50 miles? That must have took a couple of days, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So many walks for freedom mm-hmm. and justice, yeah. civil rights. And we're still walking today. I don't know, though. I feel like it had more of an impact when they did it before than what it does now. Because when I look at the differences on how it's looked upon, mm. for example, we had... And I say in air quotes, protests a couple of months ago when it was to do with the Black Lives Matters um, movement. And that was, it was just but that was protest, demonized yeah. for us doing that, even though it was a peaceful, I say us, I didn't do it, but for mm. a peaceful um, march that everyone got together and in solidarity. Mm. And mm. then recently there's been one um, for anti vaxxers. Right. When it comes to COVID and things like that, and the violence, and I thought for the Black Lives Matter move, the march, the protest, it was so peaceful, mm. but it got so much negative attention. Whereas this new one that happened just recently, I think it was within the last week or so. Haven't seen any of it on the news. Yeah, I think David Icke was there. There was quite a few people at that one, wasn't there? At what one? The COVID one. Yes, yes. I don't know who was there. I just know it was very aggressive. I saw it advertising. Uh, do you know, the last walk that I went on, it was to do with uh, knife crime mm. of young people and really the parents. It was a very sad and mm. solemn situation. And we started off um, from Islington mm-hmm. and walked down through, I think, towards, I think it was walking down to Hackney Town Hall. Okay. And so that was actually a really nice walk. It was very peaceful mm. again. And I met people, you meet people as well, mm-hmm. as well as you might just go there by yourself and you'll end up meeting lots of other people mm-hmm. as you do walking because people always come and want to talk to me for some, strangers just come and start talking to me mm-hmm. for some reason. And so you meet new people. It's always nice to meet new people. Yeah. We're talking about taking our pants for a walk a day here, but it in general, it's really just going out and having a pleasant walk. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So take your pants for walk day timeline then. So walk for freedom. We spoke of that, didn't we? But this was called the Gandhi walk for 24 days to defy British rule. So Gandhi walked for 24 days. Imagine that. wonder how far he reached. I didn't even really look into that too much. Any other ones? Um, in 19, the 1950s, a historic change. Americans arrange a peaceful walk during the civil rights movement. Mm, so I guess that would that would have been a, the Martin Luther King walk, yeah? Would you say that? 50s. Mm, in the 50s. 50s. So it could have like, been a number of civil rights yeah, yeah, marches. True. 
Um, and then 53, the first and f- it's called first and foremost. The first known walkathon is held in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And then again in 2009, tripping away. The National Household Travel Survey reveals that reveals walking makes up 10.9 percent of annual trips. Mm, so interesting. So what about the facts? How how do we celebrate taking our pants for a walk day? Oh, sorry, ask me. <laughs> uh, it says, go for a walk. So grab your pants, put them on and head out for a walk. How long this walk is going to be is completely dependent on your mood. Mm-hmm. Um, to schedule a walk, schedule a walking half marathon. So to actually make an event out of this day, arrange a walking half marathon in which participants walk 10 miles. We've done that. We've done that. Yeah, we've done 10 miles. Because from here to mum's, it's five, I think it's five miles. Okay. So it's 10, ma- 10 mile round round walk and i usually walk i don't know how many miles this is but mm. from london bridge mm. to shoreditch and sometimes to kingsland awesome so that's about what's that three four miles oh a lot i think it's yeah yeah probably yeah. about three miles as well as going walking to the meadow we've done that and we walked from here to the stables mm. that was a long walk that's and long the girls walk. walked that walk well jayla did mm. walk that walk and there's lots there's so many walks that we can do if you want to walk on the road or even in our areas there are those little quiet places that yeah. you can find and they say Paddocks and yeah like they that. say walking about 15 minutes 15 minutes um each way half an hour half an hour walk is actually very good um, for us physically yes and well. the point three was walk for a cause another interesting event idea is to walk for a cause invite the whole community sell tickets and give donations to those in need mm. and some fun facts about walking the origins of the word the word walk comes from the word wheel can which means to roll an old english word it oh, sorry in old english mm. Improves your body. Yeah, we said that. Um, life of a tennis shoe. Oh, how long is the life of a tennis shoe then? 500 miles walking. That's a lot, isn't it? Wow. 500 miles. In each tennis shoe, you can walk. That's that's the life of a tennis Goodness shoe. Is that till it buses out and then there's no... But then I find when you throw them in the washing machine, they spring back to life again. Not it's... after 500 miles, they don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And who knows if we've ever walked so. that far? Do you, no. think we've, do you think we've ever walked 500 miles in our life? Yeah. Definitely. I think we've done so much walking in COVID, we've most already beaten that target. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Done a lot of walking. So the pace of an average person, how long is the pace of an average person? It is 3.1 miles per hour. Okay, 3.1 miles per hour. Yeah, that makes sense. Mind you, we've done five in, in about 45 minutes. Yeah. So... Dependent on each individual, I guess. Yeah. Um, the world record for the longest unbroken walk was George Megan. He walked 19,019 miles in 2,425 days. Wow. I feel like that's the Forrest Gump story. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because he just ran and run and run and run yeah. and run until he was finished. Yeah. 
And everyone was following him, weren't they? It's such a what, are we, what are we going to do now? <laughs> so, I don't know. I want to go home. Even the t-shirts, <laughs> when he wiped his face on the t-shirt. Yeah. And then they made like memes and t-shirts out of it. Yeah. News following him. So there you go. You might make news one day, beautiful people. So I think it's hashtag take your pants for a walk day. And, you know, like we've said, it's important to um, walk because it promotes exercise. It gets us walking and it, we can use it to bond with each other mm-hmm. as well as it's just nice to just go for a walk and, yeah, just take in all of our surroundings. Take it all in. That's right. So, you know, beautiful people, we'll see y'all in five. Let's take a long walk. And that we were just speaking about, take your pants Full walk day, how important that it is. So that was quite apt, wasn't it? Taking our pants or walk. So what about today in history then, Lily? Who are we speaking about today? Uh, we're speaking about Garrett Morgan. Mm, Garrett Morgan. Do, does anyone out there know who Garrett Morgan is? And please listen out because we will be running a competition today with a chance to win an all-exclusive all flavors t-shirt now it is the last one that we have at the moment but who knows we may be getting some more merch merch very soon all right so so i'm interested to know why you chose garrett morgan because he's not born today he is born on march the 4th 1877 he was born in paris uh-huh. um paris kentucky he's the seventh of 11 children Born to Sydney and Elizabeth Morgan. Yep. But I think you'll find that he did pass away on the 27th of July. Okay. However, we might think of someone passing as a very sad occasion, of which it it is. But in the case of Garrett Morgan, he left a legacy. And that's why it's really important to speak about him. Because of all the things that he did. Yeah, he was a great inventor. And one of which, uh, in one of my children's books, I think, highlights Garrett Morgan. Uh, he designed the f- one of the first traffic lights, as well as, uh, you know, the hair straightener as well. Mm. Yes, yes. So he done a lot. he done a lot. So he said we should travel to North um, Ohio in order to receive a better education. That's what he did. And... What we find with a lot of these older people that were probably coming out of slavery or just being born around that time, Mm -hmm. that their education was really important. Mm. So, yeah, so he he travelled north to Ohio to receive a better education and is an inspiration to many education seekers today, whether they're pursuing like business with an AACSB that's accredited online mm-hmm. or MBA or master's in which we must just celebrate Lily because we know that you got your master's was it this year no I got it I was what's the year 2021 December 2020 mm. is when I, my certificate is issued was issued awesome yeah <laughs> so he he again went to a higher level of education as well mm. Yeah, so he moved to Cincinnati and then to Cleveland, working as a handyman in order to meet um, ends meet. And he learned the inner workings of the sewing machine in 1907 and opened his own sewing machine store. Mm. That's amazing. 
that is. Do you think regarding that? I think that's a very big jump from being an education master, uh, educated to master's level and then opening a sewing machine store, but it's an achievement nevertheless. Mm. Um, and then he says that he noticed that the needle of a sewing machine moved so fast that its friction often scorched the thread of woolen materials. So he set out to find a liquid or to make a liquid that would provide useful polish for the needles, reducing the friction. Um, he noticed, so he's, it says when his wife called him to dinner, he wiped the liquid from his hands onto a piece of co- a pony fur cloth. When he returned to his workshop, he saw the fibres on the cloth were now straight, standing straight up. Hmm. He theorised that the fluid had actually straightened the fibres. In order to confirm his theory, he decided to apply some fluid to the hair of a neighbour's dog, an Airedale. The fluid straightened the dog's hair so much that the neighbour did not recognise his own pet and chased him away. Morgan then decided to try the fluid on himself to small portions of his hair at first and then to his entire head. He was successful and had invented the first human hair straightener. And he marketed this product under the name G.A. Morgan Hair Refine- Refining Cream, <laughs> um, which became a very successful business. I find this interesting because I thought that Madam she- C.J. Walker was the one that developed the straightening cream. No, she. they had a different, it was a different kind of um, hair moisturiser. It, it was more a hair moisturiser. Oh, so it wasn't. Relaxer. No. That's basically what he's made. Yeah. He's a relaxer. Yeah. So they, and we know that the cosmetic industry is a billion dollar industry. Yep. Yeah. Be it makeup, be it skincare, be it hair care, be it foot care, be it weave. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked when I saw the prices of what now, what the prices are now. Mm. Yeah. Good evening, Sonia. How are you doing, Sonia? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my life. I've... I- I'm going to go into the hair care business. I'm, I'm going to do it. Well, it, it is a, a very lucrative business to get yourself into. And we know J.P. Morgan, or uh, Garrett Morgan, that he was educated. Maybe he did take education in business because it doesn't actually say, how, you know, but look at what he's done. Mm. And just from him being observant yeah. of the, just that fluid... On a cloth, mm-hmm. which led to him doing more research, which led to <laughs> the dog incident, which led to him trying it on himself. Mm. And in a lot of those cases, when it does come to our own sort of products and stuff, it's it's best to try it on ourselves and animals because the, the owner didn't even recognise his the dog. Pet. Yeah, exactly. But he also made the gas mask as well. Yes, he did. He did. He done many. He made many inventions. I only wow. mentioned two at the top of the show. Um, But yes, Guest Mask was another one of Garrett Morgan's inventions there. It's called the the Safety Hood, right? Mm. Yeah, it says that it was... um, He he called it the Safety Hood and patented... Patented? Patented? Oh my goodness, I've got a word that I can't pronounce! (laughs) Patent, it's a patent. He made it as a breathing (laughs) device. Yes. Um, but the world will come to know it as a gas mask. Mm. And it consisted of a hood worn over the head of a person, which emanated a tube which reached near the ground 
and it allowed the clear clean air so since then it's obviously been much refined and yeah. made much <clears throat> smaller um but this is where the gas mask was was born mm. and again it's a uh a man of color mm. that has created these things and many of these uh inventions mm-hmm. came from black people because they were the ones that were in need of certain things yeah like the hair straightener, mm. for instance. And that must have made... It, it, it did make a lot of women's lives easier mm. when it comes to maintaining our natural hair. But we obviously found out later on down the line, maybe that that specific fluid that he used, it, it was a lubricant. Yeah. And it worked for a time, but then the, the, the non-health benefits of it, there were yeah. no health benefits. So f- further on down the line, we've realised that things such as hair straighteners and things that they're not so good for us. You Some, know. Most of them, yeah. 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 But um, at the time, and obviously we're, a lot of us are embracing the natural beauty these days. So I know you're talking about weave and stuff. Mm. And it does, It we I think we, we spoke on this about maintaining that hair, the, the, it's like a, what do you call it? Protective style? Yeah. Right, yeah. so, yeah. But um, he he designed and invented quite a few things, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. So this is the device of the the gas mask was efficient and useful to, for protection to engineers, chemists, and working men who were obliged to breathe noxious fumes or dust derived from the materials in which they were obliged to work with. So. He's doing all right, our Mr. Garrett Morgan, isn't he? He is, and he seems to have saved a few people's lives, um, workers that were working in the Cleveland um, a lake under... Not un, under a lake, yeah. Under a lake <laughs> in Cleveland, and they were feared to um, be suffocated by the gases that were down there, but someone had obviously remembered um, Garrett... Mm. And his face mask, and he seems to have saved a couple of lives here as well. So his inventions have not only helped people beautify themselves and make their hair more manageable, but have also been um, life-saving. Mm. Mm. And he won first prize, a gold first prize for that. Mm. Um, was it? Well, he demonstrate, well, demonstrations were good for sales. The true test of the product would come only under real-life circumstances. Mm. So, and we, as you said there, that the real life circumstances came, those trapped 32 workers underground, and it helped save their lives. Yeah. Mm. It says, fortunately, someone had seen remembered him at that so forth, you've said that. So, soon orders came in from the fire and police departments across country. Unfortunately, yeah, many were cancelled because he was black. It's a bit like um, jo- um, Lewis Hamilton, isn't it? <laughs> he won. He didn't win. But he didn't win. Yeah. That's quite sad, isn't it? So, so I'm sure someone would have stolen his idea then, if that's the case. No, he didn't. He sold it. So um, he sold the rights to his device to the General Electric Company okay. for the astounding sum of $40,000, which now is mostly a hell of a lot of money. Mm. Mm. Um, and then he was also honoured by... Um, Oh, no, sorry, it wasn't the gas mask that he 
that he sold. It was the automated traffic signal system that he sold to General Electrics. And he was honoured by influential people such as John D. Rockefeller and J.P. Morgan. Um, So they most probably... That's the the traffic lights, but the the gas helmet, he still... They still used it in the First World War. Yeah. Which is great. And it says that... that, So what I've learned from the US Army, they can just come and take anyone's invention. Yeah, they can. Make it their own. And you don't have a leg to stand on. classified information. Classified. And you can't use it. So that's possibly what happened there. But he was doing all right anyway, wasn't he? In that sense. But it's not right. They Hopefully they paid him for his works. But as a black man, maybe they... We don't know. We don't know what they did. But then, yes... Traffic lights. Garrett Morgan went on. He done so much. He done so much. Yeah, he was honoured by many influential people around him, including um, the Rockefellers, J.P. Morgan. Although mm, those are the the top corporates, aren't they? Those guys. And although his successes had brought him status and acclaim, Morgan never forgot that his black his fellow black people still suffered injustices. And difficulties. So his endeavours sought to address these as he started a newspaper called Cleveland Call. Mm. And he also served as a treasurer of the Cleveland Association of Coloured Men, which eventually merged into the NAACP. So a lot of these guys, they started to work together, didn't they? And he ran as candidate for the Cleveland City Council. So we know that, yes, he died on today, today, but the many things that he's brought into existence, mm. his, um, his observant observations and ingenuity, that we are benefiting from some of those inventions today. Yeah, and I think it's nice to know as well, he died in 63, so he almost, he was 80... I want to say 87, no, 84. He lived to almost 90, mm. um, which is... is quite a long time for people in those days mm. and he would most probably have seen much of his work um be beneficial used in a beneficial and, and, and successful way so yeah he lived a fulfilling life I think mm. and we can really take our hats off to Garrett Morgan for making the world a much safer place mm-hmm. from his inventions mm-hmm. yeah so check him out Garrett Morgan Garrett Morgan and his inventions and how we benefit from them today. So, leading in to our word of the day, Lily. What's the word of the day for the 27th of July, 2021? You can pronounce that. <laughs> I think it's Jeremade. Jeremade. A prolonged lamentation or complaint. <laughs> or a cautionary or angry harangue. I don't know what harangue is. What is harangue? <laughs> oh my goodness. That's another word for the day, people. Harangue. Yes. Wow. Jeremiad. Yes. Oh, harangue <laughs> means lecture. There you go. Okay. There's another one. So it's a angry lecture. Is that so like a rant? She get, she had a she she made a, a big jeremade about the task she was given today. She was very unhappy about the task. But if it's a lecture, would it be a task? A lecture. Yeah, she gave a lecture about how much she okay. did about the task she was given. Okay. <laughs> there you go. All right, Jeremiah. So we know who Jeremiah was. 
Okay, who was Jeremiah? He was a Jewish-born prophet. He lived about 1650 to 570 BC um, and spent his days... <laughs> what is with these words today? <laughs> Lambasting the Hebrews for their false worship. Oh, so basically chastising them for their false worship mm. and social injustice and denouncing the king for his selfishness, materialism and inequalities. Um, when not calling on his own people to quit their wicked ways. He was lamenting his own lot. A portion of the biblical book of Jeremiah is devoted to his confessions, a series of the lamentations on the hardships endured by a prophet with an unpopular message. Um, the word Jeremiah was borrowed from the French who coined it as Jeremiah. <laughs> that sounds okay. Jeremiah. Yes. <laughs> he brought, he brought uh, tales of lamentation and uh but i've always you know, thought lamentation was sadness i don't think lament when you lament okay no misery i don't know i don't know why i didn't relate that to misery or or sadness or hurt grief i don't know let's have Maybe a look and see grief. what it is that the definition of um, lamentation no you 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 Listeners are just getting the full <laughs> throttle today. <laughs> Three words of the day. Weeping. Sorrow and weeping. Sorrow and weeping. So he came and he gave them a, a Jeremiah or lecture. No, 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 no. That was the Herod. Oh, sorry. Haranga. <laughs> We're not even saying that right. <laughs> All right. He gave them a, a message that made them weep and made them lament, right? Yeah. Because he said, what's that other long, lambasting? His days of lambasting. So telling them about the false worship and the, the bad things that they were doing. Yeah. And that's what caused them to lament and be sorrowful and woeful and sad. So, <laughs> Jeremiah yes. made a Jeremiah yes. towards the people. He... Gave them some lambasting. <laughs> okay, Lily. About their actions, and it was quite a, a harangue. <laughs> that's long lecture. That's basically the word. Lambasting means to um, give harsh criticism. Yes. Jeremiah is a complaint, so he's complaining about their their actions, mm-hmm. and he done that in the form of a harangue, a lecture. Wow, well done, Lily. You got all of those words in that in that whole sentence. Which is gracious, yeah. Hey, that's that's a good one. That's very really good. Still not as good as my bumper shoot. I know that was the best word of the, the <laughs> year. I think you should, you should have words of the year. Yes, Learner, uh, learners, yeah. Thingy mode still work mode. Listeners, I want you to tell us what that word meant. Can you remember what bumper shoot meant? Yes. Put it in the chat box. Okay, but that, that's not the competition question. No, it's not. I just want to know if people remember. We will be asking you uh, what the competition question will be soon, as well as the questions for the week. And the questions are, how can we as citizens curb corruption and crime when it comes to modern day slavery? And it's quite shocking when we look at the statistics, especially, I guess, here in this country, because we're living here, we wouldn't think that modern day slavery is going on, mm. but 
it is. So how do we as citizens curb it? Because sometimes there's just things that we just don't see. Mm-hmm. And there are things that we do see. And as well as how many lies, how many lies has Boris told? BJ, how many lies has BJ told? We'll see y'all in five. Oh yes, sounds of India Ivory there and Kem, India Ivory and Kem. So we're, we're running a competition today and we'd like you to tell us what the thread is and what it is that we are talking about in that sense, okay? So we won't give you too much, but those two songs there and the first song that was played at the top of the show will give you some kind of idea. And yes, the 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 gift or the, what is it called, the prize will be an All Flavours t-shirt black and gold. So we asked that question about how many lies has Boris Johnson told? And funnily enough, on Friday, uh, Dawn, what's her name, Lily? Dawn, Dawn Butler. Oh Dawn my gosh. Butler, sorry. <laughs> was dismissed from Parliament for speaking the truth. Now, it's quite funny. I mean, if we tell a lie, perhaps we could be dismissed. But she spoke the truth, all right, calling Boris Johnson a liar. Okay? And th- we have 10 lies that, that Boris Johnson told here. But first of all, the, the, the article highlighting Dawn Butler, because she, she said twice refused an invitation by the standing deputy speaker to withdraw her comment, okay? She refused that, to withdraw her comment. Why should she have to refuse for telling the truth? Lily. Why should she refuse to tell the truth? Yeah, why should she have to withdraw from telling the truth? That's what the, the madam, when she said, Madam Speaker, I'd ask, I'd like for you to reflect on what you've said. <laughs> Like, she's reflected on what she said. I found that the others, you know what I mean when I say mm. the others, when they want to tell us something, that we've done something wrong, they mm. like us to do a reflection on it, because I hear it a lot at work. Basically, she's wrong, this woman that tells mm. her to go and reflect. She's wrong for calling her out on telling the truth because the same person that you're saying sit down and be quiet is basically also exposing her. So she's mostly embarrassed. Yeah, she because was. Because she's the one that's been <clears throat> backing what Mr. Boris has been saying and so on and so forth. Mm. Um, <laughs> she should be asking Boris to reflect on the comments that he's been making. But he didn't even turn up. That's that's where he is. He he wasn't even there to defend himself when it came to her. She said to him, he's been is the master of untruth and half truth. Is that because he's been isolating? Oh, maybe that's a lie too. No, he's been isolated. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> right, we'll give him yeah. that. We'll give him that. I don't know if he's still in isolation, but he should be. But she was ejected from the chamber for the day. She was ejected from the day on Friday. And she's, mind you, Johnson said, um, she, uh, Johnson had lied repeatedly to fellow parliamentarians and the country and refused to draw, withdraw a mark. So she was going to say, no, it's the truth. He's told untruths and half-truths and people need to know about it. And why wasn't he told to go away and reflect on what he just said? Yeah, and she she had to write that speech. She had to write the speech and she, she made the point of, what would you prefer? Uh, 
her, her leg or severed leg. Mm. And that's the point of, I mean, Boris, he's just lied and lied and lied and lied. Okay. She says she spoke on the NHS as well. She spoke on the NHS. She spoke on COVID situation. All right. And she says poor people in this country have paid with their lives because the Prime Minister spent the last 18 months misleading this house and the country. Yeah. She um, asked about the Brent Central MP's remarks. I agree with what Dawn had to say. The Prime Minister is a master of untruths and half-truths mm. and Dawn was simply giving some examples. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people that feel that if the person who's not telling the truth rather than the p- person who's calling out, that ought to be on the hotspot. Yeah. Not the person that's saying, you said this, but it wasn't true. Do you mm. want to explain your reasons for that? Why should the liar be able to just sit in the corner with their tail between their legs? No. I'm asking you, why did you tell us the sky was green when clearly it's not? Mm. And you're calling me out for pointing out the obvious. Mm. Yeah. And and you're making me look like I'm I'm not speaking truth. To withdraw... What is the truth? And to make matters worse, she sent me to sit in the corner like a child. No, she left. That, well, that's what I mean. It's like going to say, say to the child, no, go and sit on the naughty step outside. And reflect on what you've done. Aye. You see when... The, <clears throat> I can't deal. <laughs> I, please, can we get to some of the untruths? Because uh, we need said, to dissect Can I just these. say that she said, not only is this not true, it's dangerous. What the things that he said... Right? It the is. He said are dangerous. It's dangerous to lie in the pandemic... And I'm dis- disappointed the Prime Minister has not come to the House to correct the record mm. and to correct the fact that he has lied to this House and the country over and over and over and over. <laughs> I don't think I've got enough fingers to say overs. And the thing is as well, it wasn't that she was saying this thing that you said is like, for example, he. I think one of the things he said was that COVID is gone. I'm just, I'm mm. really paraphrasing it because I can't remember. COVID <laughs> is gone. Them, don't worry. Yeah. And it wasn't that she said, no, COVID isn't gone. What she said was, okay, you need to explain what that means because as a base statement, that is an incorrect fact. Yeah. If you want to say in this, the numbers are lower or there's not as many hospital admissions or boom, 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 mm. then explain yourself. But you can't just turn around and say COVID is gone because that in itself is an untruth mm. that's what she said and then this woman here is saying do you want to go and reflect on what you just said hey well let's should we look at some of the lies that boris has told let's look at some let's because go. in the facebook group we've had um answers to what people have had to say regarding boris and I, i'm just going to just tell you a couple all right when it comes to how many lies has boris told and Matthew says every time he moves his lips, <laughs> he lies. It's true. Okay? It's true. And Malcolm oh, said it would dear. be quicker to add up his truth. I have five digits on my left hand, so there is probably room to spare. All right, so we're going to look at some of the lies that Boris has told. So number 10. Yes. We're just, we're just doing a rounded out number because I'm sure there's more. On number June 10. the 16th, 2020... Mr. Johnson said, I talked to Marcus Rashford earlier today to congratulate him on his campaign, which, to be honest, I only became aware of very recently. Well, today. (laughs) Sorry. 
But it says for more than 24 hours, the news had been dominated by the Manchester United's campaign for free school meals. But then does that mean he's sorry? Does he not watch the news? <laughs> it must land on his table, right? This guy, Marcus Rashford, he wants to Maybe talk about Maybe he was this. telling the truth. I only learned about it today. So within the last 24 hours, meaning when I woke up this morning and I saw it on the news, this is when I learned that you was doing free school meals for children. Mm. However, <clears throat> did it not have to go through Parliament? That Didn't that request have to go through Parliament? Because I'm sure he went to parliament and mm. said we want free school meals on the holidays and they said no but it says that ministers initially they agreed they rejected the idea so he must have heard about it if the ministers have heard about it are they the first to hear about it or is the prime minister the first to hear about it oh no because it goes on to say challenged afterwards about his u-turn johnson insisted that he'd been unaware of the campaign throughout the previous day we are asked to believe that while politicians and journalists were talking of little else, the ministers were sent to radio and TV studios to say why Rashford was wrong. Johnson was oblivious to the storm raging around him. So basically, he had um, darkened glasses on and earplugs in. Mm. Or blinkers. Blinkers on. So that's, that's line number 10. All right, so let's look at line number nine then. January 31st, 2020. And this country has reduced CO2 emissions already by 42% and 1990 levels, while the economy under the Conservative government has grown by 73%. That was a lie. Right? So the reduced emissions and the Conservative government has grown. What is the truth, Leash? The figure for emissions is broadly correct, but that for economic growth was wrong. Assuming that this Conservative government refers to the period since 2010, the figure is the true figure is around 20% prior to the current pandemic. The 73% re- refers to the whole period since 1990, 13 years of which were under Labour government. So it's not under the Conservative government that it's been a uh, 42, sorry, a 40, 73% increase mm. because in 1990 to, to 2012? Yeah. It was a Labour government. But it's 12 years ago we're talking about. Where did he get those figures from? He's taken the 73% for the last 30 years. 13, yeah. No, no, no. 30. That figure, 73%, refers to the whole period since 1990. 31 years he's basing the increase in the um, economy. Right. It's only been 20%. It's only been 20% since the Conservatives have been in, in power. And how long have they been in power? Since 2012. Okay. So Is it 2012 or 2013, when Brexit happened? Brexit happened recently, no? No, but when it went from the... When the we bill made, was When we'd done the referendum. Okay. And then Cameron stepped down. And then we had another vote. Okay. Maybe and then the woman bit, came, didn't she? And then, then he came. Recent. Yeah. 12 years, yeah. Right. Wow, so he lied about the economy, okay? No surprises there. So, line number eight. (laughs) What's line number eight? June the 23rd, 2020. Yes, of course it's perfectly true that it would be great to have an app, but no country currently has a functioning track and trace app. Lies. Because there was a track and trace app in France, Germany, Australia, Poland, Latvia, Denmark... (laughs) Japan, 
Italy. And all of their most probably work better than the one that we've got that now. That we have, yeah. Does anyone even use no. that? Well, I wouldn't put that on my phone anyways. I wouldn't put it on my phone. But, you know, it's just ridiculous. And my name's, my name's Sarah when I go to a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it oh, is. Seriously, Lord. like, you're kidding me. So, June, he spoke that about that 97% of primary schools have been submitted data are now seeing kids come back to school in June 10th. When did, when, well, Jayla went all the way through, right? No. Jayla wasn't in school in June. Oh, June 2020. I feel like she went back in September. June. Were any children at school in June 2020? Yeah, they were. So they had a break. Had a break. They, we went on lockdown in March. They stopped going to school like February, March time. March time mm. was closed all that time, and some schools reopened in June, and you had the option to send your child back. So that's when they were saying to parents, "Oh, you can send them back if you want, mm. but you don't have to." Some are learning online, some are not, and I think during that time no they didn't go to back. school because he's saying ninety-seven percent. That's I mean, a lie, guys. The lies just keep coming. I have ten. We have ten lies here. And they just keep coming and coming. Like the 6th of November, or number 6, is that money is going into the NHS. And that's a lie. Because you only got like a 3% increase, right? Interest. Free, you'd be lucky. Not 3%. We got 1%. Uh, see? See, beautiful people. What are your thoughts out there? What are your thoughts? And actually, we didn't get an increase. We got um, biscuits and a clap. Oh... Because with inflation, it really makes no difference how much money they gave us. Oh, how many biscuits? One. And tea. One biscuit per NHS person. One biscuit and a oh, couple of cakes. this is ridiculous. And number five. Weeks since um, this parliament voted yet again to force Brussels to keep the country in the European Union. That's another lie, wasn't it? Because they were out by then, weren't they? When did no. they come out of Brexit? January 20. January 2020. Oh, October 2019. Yeah. But then, then it had already gone through that they were going to come come out. So what has this got to do with Brussels, to force Brussels to keep um, this them in the so, union? No. So you have to understand, we were voting out, but there was still a period of time where we hadn't actually left the European Union yet. Mm. So um, I think initially the date was December and then it got changed to a January date. Um and that's what this is referring to, that they wanted to keep us in the European Union for another three months at a cost of one billion, because we were supposed to come out September, October time, 2019. Mm. Um, however, it says, as the BBC's reality check pointed out at the time, this figure excludes any money the government gets back from the EU in grants for things like regional development or supporting farmers. When you factor in... The figure it comes down to about seven hundred and forty-four million a month, whereas um, Boris was saying it's going to cost one billion a month. So he was making it seem like oh it's going to cost us so much to to stay for another three months. We have to hurry up. We have to hurry up. Mm. And did loads of stuff under the radio while people were focusing on oh we're going Brexit. No, because Brexit at this point in time no one was really focusing on brexit mm. and then covid happened so that no one no one was focusing on brexit the funny thing is it's just it's just so convenient all these things that have happened to cloud people's judgment to mm. cloud 
out what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing. Um, Joy McKay brought this to my attention today. Uh, it is something I've, I've seen and I, I have to look a little bit deeper into it. But a lot of legislation is being passed um, as we speak. Yeah, it is. They just did one on the NHS right. recently. You see, so we have to be keyed in to what is actually going on. Are we, are we, key, are we being keyed in? Are we looking at the various things that's going on? Because if this is the Prime Minister and he can lie so much, he can lie just like, it's just like, what, like verbal diarrhoea <laughs> coming out of his mouth when we, we look at it, OK? Um, Joy says, Mr Cummings called Johnson out but never was sent out. Oh, that was on Friday as well as Mr. B- BJ has made a skeleton with the lying bones mm. that has fallen from his mouth. How many bones are in the body? Yeah, Boyce Johnson made a skeleton with the lying bones. So that means he's just a piece of skin just lying there on the floor because mm. he's just lied so much. And we have more lies here, um, listeners. I mean, what are your thoughts as regards to the way that Boris has behaved? Should he even still be there? When we think about it, should he still be there telling us even more lies? What do you think? Call us now on 07895134713. That's 07895134713. So, lie number four, Lily. I don't really understand it, so I don't really. So, uh, May 21, 2020, Starmer. Starmer, a person, is it? Does the Prime Minister think that it, that think it right that care workers coming from abroad are working on our front line should be have to pay a surcharge? Remember, we looked at this when they spoke about when we spoke about when people if they did want to employ people coming in from the EU, they could sponsor them. They could sponsor them and have to pay. Yeah. So what he's saying, what we're saying here, is that. If these ones are coming on the front line during that time of the pandemic, do they have to pay that surcharge? I think that's what they're, they're highlighting. And it says, Johnson, those contributions help to raise about 900 million. It's very difficult in the current circumstances to find alternative sources. Many immigrants from outside the EU currently pay an annual surcharge to use NHS. It's currently, oh, right, this isn't talking about employers, it's talking about people that are using the NHS it's actually talking about people using the NHS but then he's talking about care workers so that's a bit yeah he's saying should care workers and those working on the front line have to pay a surcharge to use the NHS themselves so they're the so ones if that you're are working, working for the NHS yeah. should you have to pay for NHS treatment mm. So what did he say? I don't know. There's not really a clear answer. There's no answer here. He he doesn't even answer that one. And in December, there will be no checks on goods from Great Britain to Northern Ireland. That was a lie. Have you seen that recently? What's going on with this whole Northern Ireland and Great Britain thing as well? No. This whole... It's I'm honest, all... I don't watch the news. It's just annoying. I've, re- just I've read it. I've, of... I've not watched the news, but it's something that I've read. There's talks and all this stuff again going on as regards to Northern Ireland, Brexit and Great Britain. Yeah? And um, June number two, lie number two, Lily. 
uh, of the tests conducted in the 999 testing centres as well as mobile centres, they're all done within 24 hours. Is that true? Of the tests conducted <clears throat> at the 199 testing centres as well as the mobile centres, they're all done within 24 hours. What tests? Must be COVID Jeremy, tests. Jeremy Hunt, chairman of the House of Commons Health Committee, had asked John Johnson to tell us how many of the tests for COVID mm. are currently being turned around within 24 hours. Johnson's reply was contra contradicted by the NHS's official statistics, which found that in the week to third June the 3rd, the proportion of people in England receiving their test results within 24 hours was 19% at regional testing sites. 5% at mobile testing sites and 6% at satellite test centres. Yes. So speaking from my personal knowledge, they should be done within 24 hours. Mm. Um, speaking on the fact that at the beginning of COVID, when this, um, these tests, the, the 24-hour tests first got rolled out, yeah. they were being done within 24 hours. Or because 48 no, they, if you were going into a test centre and they were getting taken to a lab straight away, they were being... You should have had those results within 24 hours. Yeah. However, when they made it a money-making thing, mm. the money makers or the people paying became more priority. So all those holiday travellers and things like that, when it comes to turning around those test results, they became priority and the ones where people were going into the test centres just because they had symptoms or they were getting couriered um, tests, they weren't waiting. They were getting it within 24 hours, but they weren't get they weren't getting the results yeah. within 24 yeah, hours. that's the point. They weren't getting the results because I know that... Because they were pushing it to the back of the line. I know that Ken came up, he wasn't feeling too great, went and got tested... And his manager was on his back, like I, I, and even the manager phoned up mm. and got the result, that's which not, was wrong. That's illegal, yeah. And um, it must have took about two, three days after even after three days, he didn't have the results. That's so terrible. those figures there mm, questionable. And June seventeenth, twenty twenty, Starmer and again Starmer a report last week from the government um, social mobility commission concluded that there are now six hundred thousand. More children living in relative po poverty. Johnson, he complete, um, he is completely wrong in what he says about poverty. Absolute, absolutely, poverty and relative poverty have been declined under the government, and there are hundreds of thousands. I think four hundred thousand fewer families living in poverty than there were in twenty ten. Sorry, but we know that's not true. What is relative poverty? Is poverty it poverty, poverty? Poverty. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's people know. like this that pay, use use the um, money that should have gone to the NHS when mm. they all got their thirty thousand or three thousand pound annual bonus or monthly bonus. People like this that will use the money from the trust or whatever to make moats yeah. around <clears> their <throat> land and then say that poverty doesn't exist. Mm. Mm. Because at the end of the day, this whole situation when it comes to rebuilding the economy and things like that, in one sense, you're saying, no, be safe. You must have a, a vaccination. You must wear your mask. You must be swabbed. You must do this. You must do that. But then you stuff 60,000 football fans into an 
Stadium. A stadium. Yeah. Or you say, no, 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 it's fine. As of today, we're, it's Freedom Day. I only just found out what Freedom Day was, like, after the day happened. 19th. Freedom yeah. Day meant that we didn't have to wear masks and things anymore. And you can go out raving without having a mask on. And you can be stuffed in a hot, sweaty box together for the next three, three months. months. Yeah. But as of September, nope, we can't do that anymore. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Make it make sense. How do you go from saying, oh, yeah, we're safe and COVID-free... Mm. to then in September saying, no, no, we're not COVID-free because everyone's not been vaccinated and everyone doesn't wear a mask and we've gone back to social distancing because I was just giving you some time off because I wanted to enjoy the summer myself. That's what it seems like. It because seems like he like, just wants to have fun. Yeah, like the last time when he released it, when he laxed it, was when he got married, wasn't it? So it was all right for everyone to do stuff around that time because he wanted his wedding and then we all went, ended up back in the, the same position again because it, it just works for them in that sense but he just continually keeps keeps on lying um, lie after lie really mm. and what do you do in that situation? What can you do? It's one rule for them and another rule for everyone else. Yeah and you know what, what, at the end of the day when we think about it mm. yeah he's the one that's meant to be leading the country Dawn Butler held him out. He should have been there to defend. If if she, but went, it's just you know, it's not just that she held him out actually because um, Nana makes a point. She wasn't the only person that held him out, but she was the one that was kicked out. So for yeah. me, that just looks like a racial thing. I'm calling it as it is. Mm. Um, because like Nana said, Mr. Cummins also called out Mr. Johnson, but he wasn't kicked out. Is that because he's a white male and can say what he wants? But did he say it in the way that Dawn Butler said it? Doesn't matter. He still said the same thing. Because she blatantly said his... Well, mind you, he did say she's, he says um, untruths and half-truths. Yeah. And she... But she proper went in. She gunned for him, man. To me, that doesn't gunned. matter. If you're in... If you are in that environment, you're in the House of Commons or wherever you are, you should be open for debate. Yes. That's the whole point yeah. of them being in those seats. You'd be yeah. open for debate. If you cannot handle the heat in the kitchen, then you leave. Mm-hmm. That's as simple as, it, it, as simple as it is. If you don't like what she's saying, because it's clearly touching a nerve as to why you had to respond, it was. then you leave. You could see that it was. Her eyes, the fear in the woman's eyes, the Madam Speaker's eyes, like, Nonsense. you know, and she's she's a Toastmaster, so she kind of oversees everything. Not Toastmaster, but it's the Madam Speaker or mm. the, the person that's uh, governing the, the meeting. So yeah. she is the one that kind of... Says, yeah, so that's why she took that stance, I guess. Mm. But I think that she had every right to stay, Dawn Butler had every right to stay, of course, she did. And you wanted to see her when she finished. I'm glad she said what she had to say. She walked out with her suitcase, you know, her little pulley bag. (laughs) She's like, All right, it's it's Friday night. I said what I needed to say. Was it a nice Friday? Good. Good on you, Dawn Butler. Go and enjoy the, the, the afternoon off because you've been... I mean, it, it, she couldn't have felt good about it, mm. being sent away like that. But I'm glad that she said what she had to say. Yeah. And Dawn, um, Mr BJ really has to answer for all of this. He's got to answer for the things that he's done because at the end of the day, we, as citizens of, of the UK, we're the ones that are having to live with his lies. Well, isn't it? Yes and no. Yes and no. Yes and no. 
Right. Many people are not living with his lies and they're just doing what they want to do anyway. So Very true. It doesn't really make a difference to them, Very true. So how do we get the truth from the lie? We don't. That's the next thing. We're never going to get it. I've learned this in my life. You are not going to get what you want from the people that you need to get it from. Mm. Mm. What is he? He's never going to apologise. He's never going to tell the truth. He's never going to be open and transparent. Yeah. Because that's not what a government is. A government doesn't have to have transparency. If he was going to be transparent, they wouldn't start... Because now there's a new thing going around that they're trying to put gag orders on journalists and they're going to monitor what they put in the media. Well, that sounds like... They do like that anyway, don't they? No, but with, with some some leniency because some people post certain things and they don't get penalised for it. Mm. People that start posting things will be treated like criminals. Wow. So it's going back to those times of treason and treachery and yeah, all of that, you know, that kind of stuff and being fully. hung from the gallows, you know. And what 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 on earth? Going back to the olden days. No, because I don't think, like we spoke of, that walks the walks of freedom, we spoke about mm. walking in our pants, right? That's when we, we have to really elevate our voices mm. and say, do you know what? No, we're not taking it. Mm. And we are the ones that give you sovereign. Well, you don't govern us. They're, they're just, they're there to, for law and order, but it looks like all anarchy is breaking loose to me. Mm. So at the end of the day, as the people are the ones that have the voice, we have to use our voices. And it's not by voting in any government, but then, hey. No comment. I know. <laughs> I know, because what, are we going to give us a gagging order and then what? Yeah, so we won't go, um, I will um, compose myself and read some of the comments as regards to how many lies Boris has told. Um, On the Facebook page, Heather says, um, I stopped counting, his whole life is a lie. And then we have um, Kenrick Campbell, too many to mention, Um, Tony Babinson, every word from his mouth is a lie. I mean, no one has any trust or faith in this man nobody boris um and that's it dawn butler was on point gary that's what gary king says and ty andrew says makes no difference how much lies he tells come election time we forget and elect the conservatives again that's the point right there yes ty anderson ty andrew should i say that is the point right there yeah it says Gillian jones says too many to remember Covid numbers are on the rise, not going down, as the government say they are. They are. Just look at the Zoe app and see how much of the country has gone dark red. Where's Lyaba? Marcy says, where's Lyaba? <laughs> and then Carol Hazelwood says, oh my goodness, Natasha, you had better leave whatever room you're sitting standing. Yes, right now. Oh, gosh. Oh, we just get the window. Not really. <laughs> Thanks, Carol. But, hey, it's it's so true, isn't it? We'll see y'all in five. Call us now on 07895-134713. That's 07895-134713. Now, was the sounds of Bob Marley there? Buffalo Soldier, Buffalo Soldier. And this really brings us to... Our next point of conversation, and I'm not sure that we have a lot of time to really go through this one, Lily, because mm-hmm. it is a very, very important and deep conversation. And it's asking, again, going back to asking our question at the top of the show, how can we as citizens curb corruption and crime when it comes to modern day slavery? And we wouldn't like to think of it, but 
slavery still continues, <laughs> but sadly, it is something that is present. Yeah. In our day, 2021, well, July 27th, 2021. Now, what's the difference with modern slavery to historical slavery? Then is that there are more slaves than ever before, but they are a smaller proportion of the human race, and no one seriously defends slavery anymore. Slavery is illegal everywhere, so it requires corruption and crime to continue. Your thoughts? Um, it is shocking that this still is going on Mm. Um, I do think some enterprises are just termed as employment actually and are still a form of slavery anyway but then in um, countries where the cost of living is or not the cost of living their income is extremely low they can draw in so many people with the promise of, I mean, we were saying £34 a month the other day for one um, young man mm. that was asked to come and work. That's such a small amount of money to us, but might be such a large amount of money to them. Um, and some of them might even get in this. And I remember seeing a, a film a little while ago, and it was actually based in the UK. So this is... Um, happening in you know asian countries or in africa this was on our own doorstep and it was of a nanny who had been brought here from an african speak an african country but she had come from france Mm. um so traveled into the uk that way and was employed air quotes as a nanny yeah but actually was being treated as a slave so she wasn't being paid she was sleeping in the cupboard or something ridiculous like that Um, And because of the threat of what may happen to her family that she should have been sending money to back home, she was kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. She couldn't leave, but she couldn't stay. Mm, Um, So this is happening even, you know, on our doorsteps. And even there are some people who adopt, again, air quotes, children who are not, not of the same race as them. I'll let you do with that as you will. Um, and they go under the premise of adoption, but then when they bring them home, so back to the UK, back to the US, they are slaves. slaves. Yeah, as well as uh, I remember doing some safeguarding for the bridge renewal, and in that, in the now shops, the Vietnamese. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of Vietnamese that are slaves mm. working for these now companies. That's why I go to bougie now shops. <laughs> well, we, we no, just never know. That, seriously, like, it's not even... I've gone to nail shops where they... You can see they're not sterilising their equipment, they're reusing old, um, you know, the toe separators and things like that, and you can see there is something not so right about this place. Yeah. And then I've been to higher-end nail shops. Still, I think the girls that um, run this place that I go to... ...are from Thailand... Um, but they all speak English Mm. they all live here they obviously work here because that's their shop but you can almost see the difference in the atmosphere yeah it is a family atmosphere as opposed to you're an extended family member that was sent here and you don't speak no English Mm. because I don't like it when I don't speak English 
obviously I'm not that person that like, you come to England, you should be. No, but if they are speaking in their native tongue, you can't hear, understand what they're saying to that person. You don't know if that person's a slave. And if, especially if they're working with you one-to-one, you want to have some kind of dialogue or, or some kind of conversation. Yeah. I mean, I know you said you didn't want no one to talk to you when you're having a, a massage, but that's different. <laughs> that's different. But, but when I'm getting my nails done, it's yeah, different. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, even in, even in that, that fact, as well as... Um, the sex trade. Mm. There, there are so many women that have been brought here yeah. under the guise of, oh yeah, um, oh I'm your boyfriend, and the man turns out to be a pimp, and then they have these women working, like forty men a day working, and wow. they're not. That it's 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 it just blows. It's weird my you mind say away. that because I was watching a film again. Yeah, <laughs> and it. I, this isn't a true story but it opened my eyes to the sex trade mm. and a lot of these girls are brought up by women because they call them madams yeah and they've groomed them from so young that they've kind of oh you're my darling you're my baby and then kind of coax them into that life mm. because no one wants them sort of thing um and then guilt trip them into working in the sex sex world um, which is so sad mm. because then when they want to leave, they've got that you can leave if you want to, but no one's going to want you. I've taken care of you. I've looked after you. Yeah. How dare you look at me like I'm less than you because mm. this is how she treated the girl. How dare you look at me like this? You know, I've made you who you are. But then um, they have nowhere to go. No, yes. thankfully this girl did have somewhere to go because her sister still lived back home and... Mm. Um, her parents still lived at back home. I think she had run away quite young. Yeah. Um, but did actually have a family to go back to. But it's true, a lot of them don't have, or they don't think their family are looking for them mm. because they've been fed this lie that nobody wants you. I rescued you. Remember all those years ago when you came? Because life goes past. You don't remember what happened. Why did you leave in the first place? Yeah. That they've brainwashed you so much that you don't even remember your family because some of them are taken from like you said such a young age as well and the thing is in we're in a western society so we know that these things do go on when we travel to africa i've seen it myself Mm -hmm. these dirty men going with these young kids so on so forth so we know that they the parents they're they're poverty stricken and Mm. yeah but we are talking about modern slavery in the Western world, in the UK. Mm. Now, there is a report here. It's the um, annual report on modern modern slavery. And this is 2020 UK annual report. Okay. And, yeah, there's things such as um, how we can prevent it and how we can protect people um, from from it. We'll we'll, we'll put it in the chat room so you can have a look at the document because it's Mm. quite extensive. But it's just the fact that this, I mean, we, I think we might have to just possibly cover it a bit more in depth because time is really against us. Um, but this is happening mm. here. And it's quite funny because I was watching a documentary, whereas in Germany, a, say a sex worker, for instance, she, she has benefits mm. in the sense of she'll get um, tax and all that stuff. So it's yeah, like a job. It's legal, it's, yeah. It's, like a, it's a service like the, the NHS. Mm. However, they still have um, workers there that are slaves. Mm. 
Likewise, in this country, we spoke of the nail in nail shops, uh, spoke of things such as nannies mm. that are brought over here. We spoke of things such as people going, this is why I think in some African countries they've banned people from going over there and, and adopting yeah. children because that's purely what they bring them here for. Yes, Lily? I wanted to just bring something else to the attention as well because I think a lot of people um, are misinformed. You know when we see these young boys on the road that are acting as runners? Yeah. That is a form of slavery. Yeah. And I think it comes under this bracket here of debt bondage or bonded labour mm. where they owe, they borrow money or someone from the, the higher-ups have bought them a pair of trainers or mm. something like that and they use that to lure them in and they use it in a way that now you owe me, oh, you know, you've got a pair of £120 trainers on. Your grandma wouldn't buy that for your mum. Your dad yeah. wouldn't get those things for you. Now you work for me. That is a form of slavery. Yeah, of course. And there is, there is a, um, what's the word? There's a hold on that young man that now he is not free, to, or woman, okay. not free to make their own decision, their own choices, because now they owe something to this person. Yeah. And we have to understand, this is something I learned from my safeguarding training, actually, is we have to understand that it's not that they've come from bad families. It's not that they've um, chosen that life. Yeah. It's almost like they've been tricked and trapped into it. It's as much as a box of chicken. It's as much as them buying them. Yeah. Something to eat. Yeah. That will entrap these young young people. Yeah, you own entrap me. these young these young boys. Yeah. Because that pound is no longer a pound box chicken. I don't know if box chicken costs a pound. It's really but, not. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. I remember it used to, but like now they'll double it. Mm. Or they, and you might be someone that doesn't have the means. Mm. And then that's the way you become entrapped mm. into that slavery. As well as it says forced and early marriage is another another form. So there, there's we've got here like five forms, human trafficking, which is quite a huge problem. And forced labour, debt bondage, um, bounded labour, you just spoke of that, Lily. Mm-hmm. Um, descent-based slavery, and that's um, a most traditional form where people are treated as property. Slavery of children and forced and early marriage. Mm. Those are the five kind of areas there when it comes to modern slavery. I think that we will take this over to next week and possibly look a little bit more depth in depth about it what do you say what do you say listeners should we just look at this a little bit more in depth um because it is such a big issue that maybe that everyday joe joe blogs that's going about their business that's doing certain things Mm. that we don't even we don't even acknowledge this we don't even give it a second thought Mm. Your your thoughts, Lily? I think we don't give it a second thought because we don't like to hash up things that may bring up that may open wounds. Mm. Um, everyone, most people, base slavery on the happenings of a hundred and odd years ago in the Americas with Africans and white Americans, mm. and that's what slavery is. Not realizing that the young man that lives next door, or the young family that live next door that have this little random black boy running around could possibly be... Now, don't start looking at all young black boys (laughs) with white families. You know what I mean? But it may possibly be down that 
that route mm. um, because we don't like to think that those things happen. We don't like to think that the woman that's come to the appointment with this older woman is the older woman's slave because we don't have slaves. We have servants. Yes. I don't know why that sounds better. We have servants or house help or maids. But we don't like to think that that person could be in an entrapped situation yeah. because that's what slavery is, an entrapped situation um, that they can't get out of. And I think it's very hard to have a voice yeah. for these people if you don't understand what's happening as well. Absolutely. Lily, 10x for all because I've just... I've just seen the time. Wow. <laughs> oh, my god! Actually, I've just seen the time. It's like seven minutes to eight. DJ Lara will follow me um, this evening. We do hope you've enjoyed what we've been speaking about. And yes, I did forget Nate um, DiCarlo. A high five to Nate, too. Um, yeah. Um, what, what does the Tenex Force say? I'm going to try and read this in the blue light with my bad eyes. <laughs> it says, create your own reality. Okay. The successful are a lot. Goodness gracious. The successful are a lot like magicians. They don't deal in other people's. Oh, that's so much better. They don't deal in other people's realities. Instead, they are bent on creating a new reality for themselves that is different from the one that others accept. They aren't interested in what other people deem possible or impossible. They only care about producing things that they dream are possible. They are never sold on the idea of dealing with others' beliefs or guidelines and they don't submit to the agreed upon reality, in their quotes. Mm. They want to create what they want and have a high disregard, even dislike, for mass agreement. I know where this is relating. Do a bit of research mm. and you will see that those who have made it really Big created a reality that they did not exist. Sorry, that did not exist before they came along. Whether a, whether it is a salesperson, an athlete, an artist, a politician, or an inventor, greatness is achieved by those who think nothing of being practical and are instead obsessed with the idea of creating the reality they want to make. The next reality of how things will or can be is only a fault. Is only as far away as the next person who creates it. Now, I have wow. to speak on this. Boris Johnson has created <laughs> a reality for himself. He has. Does not mean that we have to agree with that reality. No, we don't. It doesn't mean that we have to supposedly live by the given rules and regulations of that reality. We can choose to mm. follow absolutely everything as law that comes out of mr johnson's mouth but we have to also accept and understand that we are the creators of our own reality reality yeah likewise with um garrett morgan there we go created his reality but it was for the betterment of other people Mm -hmm. whereas boris on the other hand uh i can't speak in his behalf I, I really don't really have much to say on that mm. and also the reality of those ones that are in modern slavery that are being kept by those other people that are, are holding them hostage mm. the reality is that p- perhaps they want to get out and they've got to find a way out yeah. in that sense so in our um, from when we're looking at it from our perspective 
is looking out for these ones. Yes. We just never know. Sometimes you see people like hauled up. I saw this one woman running. She kept looking back, looking back, like she was trying to get away from something. Yeah. I was driving at the time. I was like, oh no, what, could, what do I do in this situation? What can you Nothing do? Nothing much though? I could do in that situation. Mm. But then I've seen a guy like going to punch a woman on the street and I'm like, duh, duh, my horn, you know, like, <laughs> leave her alone. I have know? actually turned around in a car once. I was heavily pregnant at the time <laughs> and the person I was with drove like a madman. Mm. But we saw a woman trying to jump out of a car on the main road and we hauled spun around drove up chased the car up the road and as we're chasing the car road called the police because you see something that doesn't look right yes and they have to follow it up yeah yeah you know it's totally. it's it's that human instinct that's mm. with us within us, us. yeah it lets us know yeah so what are our realities like beautiful listeners what are our perceptions? How do we go about every day? Are we aware of the other person? Are we just so, um, are we insular that we just concentrate on just the things that we have to do mm. for ourselves? Because remember, we're living as a community. We're living together and hoping that our community is a safe one mm. that we can all go out in. We spoke on our missing children. We spoke on many, many different things in which if we have extra eyes, and we're vigilant that maybe we will help others to to get out of maybe situations that they might find themselves in. Yeah. Okay, so DJ Laura will follow me tonight from 8 till 10. You can catch um, Charlie Muir as well as Darnell tomorrow. Please check the schedule to see what times and also our Facebook group to see what times our DJs are on as it, um, something goes out every single day. And we do thank you all so much for listening in. Um, on allflavoursradio.com just to let you know as well Di Carlo and myself will be singing this on Thursday down at Kiss the Sky in Crouch End so if you'd like um, details please inbox me on my WhatsApp and we'll send you the details now beautiful people I guess all we have left to say is we'll see y'all on, on the, the other, other side. side take care